Hello, Stephen Birds for Birds Real Choices. Today's topic is one that's true and dear to me. Um, I did one earlier um, on molestation. This is part two of that episode. This part is the conversation of a male. We all, and I'm gonna go out there probably know somebody that's, that's either been through this or dealing with this or in somebody's family. Today, my guest, I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to criticize. And I don't want my listening base to judge or criticize. This young man is just here to tell his story. Um, as I always say, I'm no counselor. I'm no doctor. I'm just a man with a podcast having frank conversation with the people in the public. And we're hoping that this could help somebody. Today's guest is Thomas, and he's going to tell his story. And I applaud my listeners, you know, to be patient and give him strength and give him your prayers and, and just keep him uplifted because this time, this conversation is hard. Thomas, how are you? How you doing? I'm okay. Um, we have talked about this, and mm -hmm. you, you told me that you have never really discussed this with nobody no so i'm i'm pleased that you chose my podcast to do this mm -hmm. um i want to let you know that through it all i'm here to support you i'm not here to judge you uh i'm not here to, to pick at you and say well you could have did this or you could have did that that's not the purpose of this podcast this podcast is to give you an outlet to tell your story to where hopefully one day um, you'll feel comfortable enough to tell the whole story, to hear yourself, mm -hmm. but that's not this day. So, Thomas, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> uh, hmm. Okay, what do you want to know? Okay, um, Jess, how's life? You know, how life treating you right now? Um, the type of person I am now, I realize at the age I'm at that I've allowed past situations to affect me now. And it's really showing up in a negative way with me with, mm -hmm. in terms of even my health, my mental state is just, as I like to say, sweeping stuff under the rug. It's mm -hmm. to the point now where everything I've been swept under the rug, I can't sweep none of this under there. I gotta, I can't do it no more. Okay. Um, you remember one time I used to give I used to give y'all this example of a box. Uh -huh. You know, you stay to put 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 into the box and after a while there's so much into the box. Can't no more go in it. So it's like a jack in a box. Yeah. Now everything pops out of you have to deal with it, not on your own terms. Mm -hmm. Uh um me myself, I think person uh person should deal with things on their terms. Mm -hmm. Not when the box is too full and all of it just pop out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, but I want you to get comfortable mm -hmm. and know that we're here to support you. Mm -hmm. And let's get started. Just tell us your story. Mm -hmm. How did this start? Um, actually, um, hanging around a friend, um, I found out that they were molested as a female um 
and she told her story, and that made me look from within myself and realize that I had the same issues as a male. Um, my earliest memory, I was had to be six, seven, mm-hmm. and um, a situation like that happened with me with a cousin. Um, I was made to do some things I didn't want to do um, in terms of, you know, we growing up, you know, boys, mm-hmm. I was raised with boys, you know, you use the bathroom, boys can use the bathroom together, you know, go use the yeah. bathroom. And I was in the bathroom with my cousin and he made me put my mouth on his genitalia. So me being a child, I didn't understand it, but you know, looking at it now, situations like that pretty much went on from six, seven to nine with the cousin. Um, I pretty much at the age from nine to probably adulthood, I was confused. I became confused. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of my sexuality, because I didn't understand, or I didn't know how to rationalize what I've been through. I thought it was normal, mm-hmm. but hanging around people, I realized that molestation is not normal. Mm-hmm. It's not, and the thing about it is, I just hope I'm telling my story because I want to be able to help somebody else. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's let's say this right here. Um, well, let me say this right here. I knew through a couple of our previous conversations um, where we talk about uh, molestation and mm-hmm. stuff, but at the same time, me myself, mm-hmm. I understand that sex is a choice. It is. But I also understand that when it comes down to childhood trauma, mm-hmm. it can, uh, I guess, move you towards a certain way or a certain thing. Mm-hmm. But when you have these childhood traumas and, and don't get treatment and don't have yeah. them dealt with. Yeah. So, and I'm saying that for the while is the confusion part because I remember a conversation that we had back one time and I was telling you that, um, I don't really believe, and this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't really believe in the in the extra chromosome thing because mm-hmm. I, I look at sex as being a choice. Mm-hmm. You choose who you want to be with. Now, do childhood trauma changes that some? Mm-hmm. I would say yes. It, it can have a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go ahead and finish your story? Um, pretty much from there, probably from nine. Because of that situation that I lived where I was confused about, you know, my sexuality that, you know, I allowed other things to transpire with people I grew up with or mm-hmm. people I consider friends. Um, whenever I was with them, it would turn into a sexual situation. Mm-hmm. To where I'm like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Is this something that I'm projecting? Um, because of, I guess, the trauma and that, you know, I pretty much, pretty much, I lived my life. I was in my own world. 
Mm-hmm. I was in my over. I did, you know, I was just, I was a funny kid, but when it came to my sexuality or that, I didn't understand, you know, the situation with when you're a man, when you're a man, you're supposed to think as a man, you're supposed to act like a man. Mm-hmm. But me living in a house with females, it, it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like to me, you know, you living in a hospital with women, you're gonna project. Yeah, you're gonna project some of that. You don't have a male in there to, you know, steer you right. And um, you allow things to happen or make decisions that you know are not right. Mm. And I think it didn't take me until I got older to realize the situations that happened to me as a child was pretty much shaping who I was becoming the man. As an adult. As an adult. So um, it pretty much shaped how I build relationships. You know, I didn't trust people. Um, To me, at the end of the at the end of the day, I've always been attracted to women. Uh-huh. I am. But it was the men part that I didn't understand because it was I was used to feeling a certain way when things happened. So I thought that was normal, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm attracted to women, but men as well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, to me, the things that happened to me as a child shaped who I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's to the point where me sweeping stuff on the rug, not telling my story, as you would say. Um, you know, I'm 36, 37 years old, and I just had this conversation with my mother when I was 30. We were sitting in the car, and I just told her, I said, you wondered why... I was standoffish or I wouldn't associate with people. I stayed myself. It's because of these things. You know, it, I don't blame my mom because at the end of the day, she worked to provide for me and my siblings. But this is the things that happen. Mm-hmm. So I wanted you to know that you don't understand me. You didn't. You may not have understood me then or understand why I was the way I was, why I acted the way I acted, but it was because of these situations. Mm-hmm. And she was shocked. She didn't know. In her mind, I was innocent. I didn't do anything wrong. But that was a hard conversation to have with my mom. It was. It was very hard. It was very hard. You know, I understand she didn't agree with some things I made, but she she accepted me because I'm a child. Mm-hmm. And I, I thank God for that. I thank God for that. Um, I think that's why now when I'm dealing with or I see situations where it seems like children are being uh, molested or mistreated, it's like a trigger with me. Like, it'll set me off. I, I, I don't like for children to be mistreated. Mm-hmm. Because it it takes me back to when I was a child. I was mistreated and I felt like I didn't have a voice. Nobody was there to listen to me, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So let me ask you this. Um, you said uh, in our previous conversation before the podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm going to reiterate on this because I find this to be very, very interesting, is that one of the people that was doing this to you mm-hmm. would get around other people correct, and pick at you yeah. about the way you carry yourself. These were, these were, this were two friends in particular. Um, when I was around a group of people, you would call me faggots. You would call me all this stuff. Oh, he's gay or he's dead. But, you know, you would hang around me when they run around. But when, when we were alone, you 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 tried them, mm-hmm. and that left me more confused than ever. Well, how did that make you feel? Small, that, yeah, small. Knowing that he, I can see your friend, and you embarrassing me. But at the end of the day, you want to do sexual acts with me. Yeah, want to do sexual acts with you, but when they're around people, now you want to pick at you. You want to pick at me, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I guess that's that's that that's, pretty much kept me in. That pretty much put me in a ball of depression, really. Mm-hmm. Where I withdrew from people, like as a teenager, I didn't deal with people. I was standoffish. I did not. Mm-mm. So let's go a little further. Um, your dad is still living, correct? So, and I'm taking it for granted that you haven't had this conversation with him. No. So, but <laughs> I I recall that at one point of time. They, you heard him say some. He told me, yeah, you know, I'm one you I feel like being a teenager is probably one of the hardest things because you're trying to figure out who you are, who you are. what you want to do. And for my dad, he had a conversation with my mom one time. And I think my mom went in there was talking in the other room and I heard him, you know, clear as they say, Mom, son's not fucking gay. If he's gay, I'm gonna break his legs. So I'm thinking like that's my daddy, you know, like mm-hmm. that was another blow. So let let me let me put this out there. Um even with all the the struggles with the with the childhood molestation, all the trauma coming along, that 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 so I guess you was walking around like a child without a home because you you dealing with these things but you ain't got nobody to go to that you can get guidance from that's how i feel that's exactly how i feel so really you was all alone alone. in this whole big world yeah i i felt alone and i think that's how i grew up not trusting people i i didn't confide in people i didn't trust anybody I didn't confide in nobody because I felt like people, you look at people today, nine times out of 10, they're going to take what you, they know about you and tell somebody else or try to humiliate you. And I just didn't want to go through that. Mm. We're trying to be honest. I feel like being honest at that time was a bad thing because I feel like it would hurt me worse if I was honest than to tell a lie, you know? Yeah. So a lot of times you just choose the latter. Yeah. To just go along to get along. Just go along to get along. Yeah. So you said um you know you always like the females. Yeah. Even though there was these encounters with males, but mm-hmm. your your prime passion is for females. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how have this affected 
relationships. Honestly, my mindset is if I'm in a relationship room, I don't allow myself to go there. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a block because I'm not going to make someone feel or I could hurt them like that because I don't want to do that. I don't want to get in a situation with somebody. And you look at it in today's society now where people get into relationships with females and they realize they like men mm-hmm. and you married down the line, you got children, this, and they can't, you know? Yeah. I don't want to miss nobody's life like that. Okay. So whenever I've been in a relationship, it was strictly about the person I was with. Okay. But at the same time, you still haven't been comfortable enough in, in yourself my skin. In my skin. to tell somebody no. that you was in a relationship with yeah. about the childhood trauma. No, I didn't tell anybody. No. Okay. Okay. So that that definitely put a strain on the relationship. It's more like not judging that. Like you said, you be with somebody and they said, I want honest and all this, but yeah. yet and still you don't know how they're going to handle the truth. I had one girlfriend, she told me, and when I tell you I was terrified, and like she read me without me saying anything, she said, I don't know what it is, but you're running from something. You're mm-hmm. running, you're running from something. And I looked at her in her face with a drop in my heart. I didn't know what to say, but she was bent. She was telling the truth. Yeah. You're running from something. I don't know what it is. And she told me then, that was, I was 20-something. Mm-hmm. Until you deal with that, you ain't gonna be able to function. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but me being me, I'm fine. So yeah. on the road. Mm. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and look at me now. Uh, you know, like I, uh, I'm saying about my podcast. My podcast is not to judge or to criticize. I do this to try to help. Mm-hmm. You know because. I'm quite sure just like you decide to sit here, there's other people in the sound of our voice mm-hmm. that's either going through this or done been through this and know somebody mm-hmm. been through this and don't have a voice to mm-hmm. a platform to, to say what's going on. Mm-hmm. So Thomas, this is what I'm gonna say to you. For me to you, I mean, I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna always be here for you. This mm-hmm. podcast episode is not going to change the way I see you mm-hmm. because we all make choices in life and sometimes choices are made upon us without our want them or knowledge of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to tell you is be strong. Keep God first. Keep mm-hmm. the faith. Mm-hmm. Work towards self-healing. Mm-hmm. However that may look at to, to you what self-healing is, work towards self-healing but i can say this at some point and i've told you this on different occasions at some point it will fit self-healing it's gonna have to be all about you and not about i call it protecting other people Mm -hmm. it's gonna have to be all about you Mm -hmm. so thomas what i want you to take from this is you got a friend you got a a friend in me mm-hmm. and I feel like you'll have a friend in, in my listeners. Mm-hmm. So stay strong, brother, and yeah. keep God first. Yeah. And the people that God intended for you to be in your life, we will always That's be. That's it. That's it. So this has been Tom's. 
on birds, real choices, people. And I'm going to say this, watch your kids, male or female. Yes. Watch your kids. We love you, Thomas. This is birds, real choices. Peace out.